I am sorry this is ending. I wish this could go on. Well, I have good news for you. It can, because you've only read a fourth of the Bible. There's a whole three-fourths left. And uh, you may be interested to note that if you'll go to www.biblica.com, and uh, you'll look at their other offerings that you can get the same format in the Old Testament. Uh, we may offer, and, and I'm going to uh, tell you more about this in another week or two. Perhaps we'll start after um, uh, Resurrection Sunday. But uh, we may offer the opportunity to read the Old Testament and not necessarily have all of the groups that we had this time, but maybe just whoever wants to meet and talk about it, we can meet in the library after uh, service and uh, talk about it, those that are interested in that, and we'll trade uh, moderators or uh, uh, discussion facilitators around so that we're moving, but that'll give you an opportunity. And I understand, I have not listened to it myself, but I understand that the Old Testament is narrated dramatically. So there are multiple voices that are lending to the story, and you can obtain either a single volume or three smaller volumes about the size of the one you just read uh, on the whole Old Testament, and you can do the Old Testament. But I want to encourage you, however you choose, you've had an experience now that has demonstrated to you that you can read the Scriptures consistently and faithfully on a regular basis, and build the Word of God into your life. And you have proven that to yourselves. You know, we gave away 112 New Testaments. And uh, last count, Charlie, you can update me if I'm wrong, but it was 89 or 90 people that completed the entire New Testament. That is phenomenal. That percentage is amazing. And, uh, you know, most of you are here this morning. And so in two months' time... You have realized you can read a phenomenal amount of Scripture in a relatively short period of time. And it's not just to read it. You know that. It's to allow the Word of God to, to seep into your heart, to, to go into the core of your being, to begin to change and transform you and give you God's viewpoint and God's perspective on life and the world and, and family and relationships and to allow Him to begin to conform you into His image. And so whether you follow the biblical plan for the Old Testament or whether you go back and do the New Testament again, you know, you can go on your own and start over and uh, start your reading anytime you want to. Just plug in a new date and you'll get the same emails. Or you can pick a different method. Some people uh, like to read four chapters a day. If you read four chapters in the Bible a day, you will complete the Bible in a year. You may not have known that, but you can do it that way. And if you want to break it up, you can do three chapters of the old and one chapter of the new, or however you want to mix it up, and you can read it that way. Um, I've also heard, and you know not everyone is alike, um, Tina mentioned personalities, and the people's personalities are different, and we're wired differently, and different things speak to us in different ways. And maybe you need to move more slowly. Uh, I remember Charles Shepson, a dear friend many years ago, saying that one of his approaches occasionally in reading the Scriptures was he would take uh, maybe a, a year and instead of attempting to read a certain amount of Scripture, 
But in a year's time, he would purpose to read until God spoke to him about something. And he said some days that was multiple chapters, and some days that was just two or three verses. But he said, I purpose to come into the presence of God and open his word and read until he spoke to me, till I heard something fresh from him for my life. And uh, you, can, you can do that by starting anywhere. Genesis or the Psalms or Matthew or Revelation or wherever and begin to read and allow God to speak to you. But the point is that the word of God is not intended to be static print on a page. It is intended to be living and dynamic and active and sharper than any two-edged sword that can get right in there in our life and divide between soul and spirit. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says even joints and marrow, uh, bone and marrow, that's, that's a pretty fine division. And get right in there and begin to uh, expose our heart when God needs to say, at a boy, you know, at a girl. That's, that's right, you're right on. And when God needs to say, you know what, <laughs> we need to fix this. And we need to talk about this because you're out of line here. Uh, that's the purpose of the Word of God. I want to share with you some thoughts from Scripture, uh, beginning with Isaiah, where Isaiah in chapter 55, and you don't have to follow me on this, I'd rather in a sense that you just listen. But in Isaiah 55, beginning in verse 6, Isaiah writes, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let them return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher above uh, are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter in which I sent it. For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Have you experienced that? The, the, the Word of God as it has been planted in your life is not going to return into you void, but it's going to accomplish all the things that God desires to do in your life. And He's going to to cause it to bear fruit. You're going to see things developing in your life from your reading these last two months, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now. You're going to see fruit beginning to, 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 to come forth. You're going to experience a harvest of what God is already doing in your life because the Word of God has been planted there. It will accomplish everything He intended. He's not going to let it just fall on parched ground and dry up empty. It's going to bring forth what He intended for it to bring. 
David wrote, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. You know, if you fill your life with the Word of God, it promises to put down roots by a, a living stream, which is Jesus. And that stream, the nourishment and nurture will be drawn up into your life like the roots of a tree planted by streams of water. And, and you will blossom forth. Your life will bear uh, leaves and strength and fruit and you will always be prosperous in the ways of the Lord. David said again later, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the ways of your testimony as much as in all riches. I will, uh, I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Uh, David said, I saturate my life with your word. He said later in this psalm, it, it's, a, it's a light unto my path and a lamp for my feet. It keeps me even in the darkness, moving in the right direction without stumbling. Your word is that guide for me in all experiences of life that will keep me on the path of blessing and of God's goodness. Many of you involved with Awana have memorized these verses from Second uh, Timothy 2, beginning in 14. Remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. You know, it's possible to use God's Word badly. You can use it as a means of arguing. Uh, you can use it uh, to puff up your uh, knowledge and become arrogant. Uh, you can use the Word of God to out-argue your, your brother or your sister and, and show how smart you are. And in all of those ways, your life is going to be dry and empty and it's never going to be prosperous. Uh, in fact, you're going to be cantankerous and ornery <laughs> and a frustration to the family. Uh, you're going to be an irritant. But the Scripture says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Avoid worldly and empty chatter because that leads to further ungodliness. But do you know how to accurately handle the word of truth? Do you know how to read the Scriptures in context? You know, you can prove just about anything with a verse from the Bible. You can yank a verse out of context and justify almost any behavior you want. Uh, because if you look far enough, you'll find one. Uh, you can use the word like a magic charm and flip it open and 
land your finger somewhere and then go out and take that as your uh, astrological sign for the day. Uh, there's all kinds of bad ways to use the Scripture. But to accurately handle the word of truth is to read within the context and allow God to speak to your heart and allow Him to uh, open your own life to what it's saying as He pours it into your life and then you know how to pr- properly and carefully use the Scriptures. Paul told Timothy, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you've known the sacred writings, which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible points us to Jesus. And in Jesus, we are pointed to the cross. And in the cross is forgiveness and eternal life. The words of Scripture are the words that are life for us and give us the promise and assurance of heaven and eternity in the presence of God. What a wonderful and blessed thing that God has left us an accurate uh, record of the truth that saves us. And he goes on to say, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God can be adequate, equipped for every good work. You know, nothing's left out of that, is there? Equipped for every good work. The Word of God is able to guide you and fortify you and direct you in all areas of life. It's not going to teach you geometry. It's not going to, uh, you know, teach you uh, other uh, kinds of subjects like that. But it's going to give you the character strength, uh, the, the, the life wisdom that whatever knowledge you gain in other arenas, you will be able to use it appropriately because the Word of God will keep you on the path that leads to prosperity. We ended just a week or so ago by reading Revelation. And if you recall those words uh, in the last chapter of Revelation, then He showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of the street. On either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. There will no longer be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His bondservants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. And there will no longer be any night. And they will not have need of the light of a lamp, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show to his bondservant the things which must soon take place. And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is the one 
who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. There is a blessing, there is a blessing to those who read the scriptures. It's a living word, not the printed object you have in your lap or on your chair. That's a book. But when you read it and the Holy Spirit enlivens the words He inspired and applies them to your heart, the Word of God becomes alive. It's a living Word. And those who read it are blessed with a personal communion with God Almighty.